Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, I'm sorry. I was waiting on Allie Gator to talk because Allie Gator is the one that is sitting in Corey's normal spot because Corey is not here. Um, Anyway, I'm Stephen Willis alongside Jeff Beecham and Jake Thomas and Allie Gator. Yeah. We're here for SEC After Dark, and I do want to let you know, hey there, college sports fans. If you want to show your allegiance down to your socks, Dead Soxy has got you covered with vibrant socks in your team's colors, whether it's purple and gold, crimson, or Cardinal, Dead Soxy is the place to go. You found a pair you like? Subscribe for big-time perks like a constant 25% discount, early access to exclusive styles, and free shipping. Plus, we are welcome new members with a free gift, so why wait? Find your new favorite socks at deadsoxy.com now. Anyway, guys, um, we'll do our bet online read in just a second. How are y'all doing? Um, pretty good actually this was a yeah, good week doing, yeah doing yeah. great now that Corey's not here we can kind of talk about him behind his back <laughs> <laughs> i always like this show is like you know, normal and 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 also it's really cool florida's mascot by the way this is like the the Corey experience is um albert gator mm-hmm. so it's al e gator and mm-hmm. then there's ally gator Yep. Is there two mascots? And uh, I think it's not confusing that, at all. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cute, honestly. <laughs> but Steve, like you said before the show, the, the best part about the pit about that graphic is the half empty stadium behind it from it's Vandy. Not half empty. That, <laughs> that's three quarters <laughs> <Yeah>. empty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Vandy. <laughs> my 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 wife genuinely loves Vanderbilt's football stadium, or she did before they did the construction <laughs> because it looked, yeah because mm-hmm. it looked like a ship the way it was set up mm-hmm. and, and and she she genuinely liked that um anyway before we get idea, st- yeah. Yeah. yeah before we get started it's time to get locked on pickles Stewart's cajun pickles that is offering a variety of cajun spice products like pickles green beans okra even carrots and asparagus this is a family owned company homemade on the coast of Mississippi. Cajun dill pickles from Stewart's has been pleasing pickle lovers for over 20 years now, and they've become the South's favorite pickle. These are the best pickles you'll ever have, a strong dill flavor with a Cajun punch, no over-sour taste. This being a small business, they strive to keep the produce fresh and local from the start, keeping the final pickle product extra, extra crisp and crunchy. You can find these pickle products online at pickledstore.com or at your local Rouse's Market and other Southern stores near you. Be sure to like Cajun Dill Pickles from Stewart on Facebook and Instagram. Try these pickles, okra, and beans today. You will not be disappointed. Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles, the South's favorite pickles. Um, Justin actually reached out to me and said they do not do quail eggs. We talked about that last week. Um, so, so, so the person in the chat got that confused. They do all the fantastic Cajun spices, 
So I do recommend everybody check that out. I think we've all done a taste test going through the season um, right now. So cool. It is the third Saturday in October, and I'm glad you two decided to come to work because oh, Alligator yeah. did not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be an interesting situation. I'm expecting Alabama to probably win the game, honestly. Um, they probably have the better football team. But this game has a chance to get very weird because Tennessee has a really good defense. Alabama has a really good offense. And neither team has ex- really a good quarterback. So I, I I think like the 2009 Mont Cody game, I think that may be redone Saturday in Tuscaloosa. I do think they have surprisingly similar quarterbacks. The difference being that Jalen Milrow is younger and will get better, whereas Milton just is what he is. But at the same time, right now for this game, they are very similar. So it could be interesting. Tennessee runs the ball really well, which I, I really like. But Alabama's got that strong defense, like you said. Can we run on them? I have no idea. Yeah, I think the front seven is going to be crucial for Alabama this week to stop that that rushing attack because you saw what Florida did to that rushing attack a few weeks ago, and that's how you know they Tennessee got behind the eight ball real quick against Florida, and they could never recover. So uh, if Alabama can can at least, I think what do you guys averaging like 150, 175 you know yards a, a game, something like that. So if Alabama can keep you around around a hundred, I think they have a chance. Yeah, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but there was some stat since uh, uh, Hypo got to Tennessee, or at least since tw- in 2022 and 2023, if we ran for over 150 yards, he was undefeated at that point. Right. Uh, but if it was under, then he had a terrible record. So that is, I think, definitely what you need to do is, is try and keep Tennessee from rushing the ball this week. Which your front seven is great. Of course, down the flip side, Tennessee's front seven is doing really well this year, especially yeah. getting, to the, getting to the quarterback. Jalen Milrow being younger is going to be running for his life a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be enough to actually stop Alabama, but it should Here, be at least fun to watch. You you yeah. brought up you brought up an interesting stat. I got one for you for the Alabama side, Jeb uh, and Steve. When when Jace McClellan gets at least fifty yards a game and a game rushing, Alabama's fifteen and zero in those Oof. games. So I mean, all, right. all we gotta do all is right. get get him to get fifty yards, and and it's almost a shoot. I don't know why that stat's there. I guess because you know he's been there for a while and had had Matt Jones and Bryce Young as his quarterbacks, you know, so that kind of helped out. But well, yeah. y'all win most of your games. But yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. That's still interesting is that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nick Saban's won what 88% of his games in Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. And if and if you take out 2007, it's probably like 93. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. But last year being one of his worst years, it was still a good year. So yeah. It's just not yeah. a normal one. I mean 10 and 2 and P and I mean, Alabama fans are losing their minds over it. It's crazy. I mean, how many college football programs are over 10 and 2 season every single year? Um, right. Um, <laughs> right. So <laughs> we're, we're just too spoiled. We're spoiled as fans, as Alabama fans. I'll just go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, it's going to be bad, Jake, you know, and you're my boy and everything. But after Nick Saban leaves, the whole conference is just going to sit back and enjoy the Ray Perkins beautifulness that's about yeah. to happen. Probably so. <laughs> yeah. Until that next one comes in, whoever that might be. Yeah. I think it's going to be smart eventually. This is this is my prediction. And I'm not saying that Nick Saban is retiring this year. Don't think that at all. That's not what I'm saying. I think when Nick Saban does retire, Alabama's going to try and get Dan Lanning. 
and Alabama should try and get Dan Lanning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if Dan Lanning will come the first. I don't know if he's going to be the guy that replaces Saban. I think Dan Lanning, Lanning is going to be the guy that replaces the guy that right. replaces Saban. Mm. All right. You talk about big shoes to fill after Saban does retire. I mean, you, you go talk to any coach that's like, man, I don't know if I want to want to live in that, that spotlight and try to <laughs> build my own program behind that. It's just it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, what Alabama has to be careful about, they can't they can't hire a Dan Mullen. Right. You know, they have to find somebody that can can fail because that's what that position is designed for is to fail because you're replacing a legend, but not completely break the program in the process. Right. So not a Derek Dooley is what you're saying. <laughs> or you yeah. just smash the program for years to come. What about Bush uh, Jones? I Bush didn't smash as hard as Derek. Oh, yeah, that's God. true. That guy just destroyed it. But and and Butch helped put some of it back together. He just couldn't go very far with it, you know. Right. Which then may Butch- be kind of what you need. Like I said, somebody just doesn't let it slip too far. Yeah, Dan's an Oregon coach. Yeah. Didn't Butch have a nine-one season one year with with Tennessee? Mm, that does not sound correct. Oh, a nine-win season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. might have been one actually. Yeah, I think I it was one. For some reason, I thought you said nine and one. I was like, I don't see no, how no, that's no. possible. No, 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 not a nine-win season. Yeah, 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 no, I, I think. Well, yeah, if he kept the bowl game, I, I think so. But and and he could win bowl games. He, he like I said, he wasn't a terrible coach. Right. It's just he could only do certain things. He could he could recruit pretty well. He wasn't a very good on the field coach, and you just knew you weren't going to get past a certain level with him. So you had to move on at some point. Unfortunately, right. we moved on to Jeremy yep. Pruitt, which was another mistake. So between Derek <laughs> Dooley and Jeremy Pruitt, we've we've hurt ourselves pretty bad. That's why we're so excited about Coach Apple. He right. is a uh, He's Rightfully doing things so. right. Yeah. Yes. For the last 20 years, you just heard Benny Hill music coming out of Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, yeah. It's been rough. And it doesn't help trying to rebuild your program in the SEC where Nick Saban is running Alabama. And now we see where Georgia's gotten to. And it's just, it makes it hard to rebuild when you've got those people on your schedule every year. And, then, and we do. And we have te- both of y'all every year. And Texas and Oklahoma. It's not going to yeah. be any joke. No, it's not going to get easier. That's why I'm glad we found Hypel now because it's going to get worse after this, which might be a reason AM doesn't want to lose their coach. Well, and I think mm-hmm. this success that, that, um, oh, uh, what's his name over at Oklahoma now is having this year. I think that kind of saved, you know, them looking at Hypel in, in a few, you know, long run. So maybe Tennessee's got a coach for a while. Yeah, I think they're happy with the coach they have. So mm-hmm. I, I think Hypel and Oklahoma broke up poorly. I think they did too. Yeah, yeah, that was I, that was our hope when they started talking about him. Was mm-hmm. no, 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 he doesn't want to go back there. Right, but I mean, I'm sure he still loves the school. It's where he played. But mm-hmm. yeah, but like um, Joe Castiglione is still there. He's been there for 20 years. So the same <laughs> yeah. reason that he is probably ticked off at Oklahoma is probably still there. Good. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't lose him now. It's a situation, but the problem is. Now, we all remember in the preseason how everybody talked about how the quarterback position at Tennessee and how they weren't going to miss a beat, and Hendon Hooker was going to be everything. that I mean, He was everything. Joe Milton was going to pick it up and continue that. He he looked fine in the Orange Bowl. Joe Milton's going to be the guy, rah, rah, rah. Joe Milton has quietly put up a 13th or 14th quarterbacking season this season in mm-hmm. the SEC. If Tennessee had a pass offense, 
Georgia would be in legit trouble this year with the other parts of Tennessee's game, which lets you know that if Tennessee ever picks a game and they figure out the passing game, and that can be this week, it can be whenever, you're probably going to be in trouble. Yeah. But as it sits right now, I'm not sure if Joe Milton or Peyton Thorne is number 14 um, in quarterbacking. I think I would take Mike Wright ahead of both of them. I'll put it like that. I would. Hmm. I think I'd put Robbie Ashford ahead of, ahead of him, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I had to say, I mean, I watched that, that Auburn game last week. There was one series where Robbie Ashford got the ball, and they he was driving right down the field. Peyton, they they removed him, put Peyton throwing back in, and he threw three straight incompletions, and they had a punt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah, I, we'll talk about Auburn in just a second. But yeah. Joe Milton, you know, everybody knows my favorite Joe Milton, Milton joke. <laughs> you know, if you want the ball thrown 40 yards, Joe Milton can, by God, throw the football 40 yards. If you need the ball thrown 20 yards, Joe Milton can throw the ball 40 yards. <laughs> that is the joke that's never going to change. And the problem is, I think Tennessee is not running 40-yard routes. I think that might be the problem with the Tennessee passing game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of sad that they didn't have success in, against that secondary of A&M's last week because, I mean, Jalen Milrow kind of took advantage of, of yeah. some of that secondary and, uh, a few weeks ago. And, I mean, Joe Milton couldn't. It's kind of kind of odd to see. Uh, Becky, even after Joe Milton graduates, <laughs> you will hear that joke. Yeah. Just like the joke that Dan Mullen robbed from me that Florida mm-hmm. will be defeated by the Atlantic before Kentucky beats them. Yeah. And that obviously is just completely thrown away now. <laughs> I don't know. Not, Milton's not been terrible this season, he's just not been good. And in this system, it's set up for quarterbacks to do really, really well. So it, it looks worse, I think. But, I mean, he's got 10 touchdowns and four interceptions. It's not horrible. He's got less interceptions than A.J. Swan or Devin Leary. He's got a better completion percentage than Devin Leary. He just mm-hmm. hasn't thrown nearly as much. But Did you say he had four in- inter- interceptions is all? Yeah, just four interceptions, 10 touchdowns. Well, it's because he throws the ball so hard, the defender yeah. can't catch it. Well, well, yeah, nobody can catch it. So that, you, have to, you have to double up gloves. You're playing against Joe Milton. You know, that that's Remember, he can throw an orange a hundred yards. Right. That that's funny you said that, Jeb, because uh, you know who also has four interceptions on the year and is still a, a Heisman candidate, and that's Kayla Williams. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he had a rough game this last game. My yeah. God, oh, is there any wow. team that is more fraudulent than USC? <laughs> they are oh. so soft on defense. Oh my god, Sherman <laughs> extra soft. Lincoln yeah. Riley. He's got a tight man. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. I, I don't understand that. Hire a defensive coordinator. It can't be that hard. <laughs> right. He's tried like four times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he it basically hired Mike Leach's guy. Alex Grinch was the Washington State's defensive coordinator mm-hmm. on yeah. a year that Washington State made the championship game. Yeah. Alex Grinch went to Ohio State, then went to Oklahoma and followed him to USC. Think about that career path. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, Oklahoma, USC, and he can't stop a nosebleed. Can't. They can't cover air right now. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. Whenever you make Notre Dame look like an offensive juggernaut, <laughs> it's time. It's time to self-evaluate. <laughs> yeah, this is true. 
That's bad. <laughs> Notre Dame practically invented the forward pass. They haven't improved on it since. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get into Pac-12 at the dark, but talking about that game, it was late in the second quarter. Uh, it was right before halftime, and USC, they had just they had just stopped. Uh, Notre Dame had just stopped USC. It was like on a second down. Well, they come running up into the, you know, to the line. Three of Notre Dame's players are still in the backfield, you know, celebrating. I'm like, what are y'all doing, guys? You know, so they're, you know, Sam Freeman had to call a timeout, which the guy still made the field goal, but you know, either give him five extra yards, you know, free yards, or make him get that long field goal, and he still made it. But, man, I'm like, what are, what are y'all doing? You know, since we're already on Pac-12 after dark, I'm going to give you all my Pac-12 take. The Pac-12 Look, is – Hello, guys. How are we doing? How, hey, how are we doing we thought you might have been on bye week like, uh, like Georgia is. Yeah. I thought about it. <laughs> no, we're, we're just – I was just running behind. Uh, we had a little late go at practice, some film issues, and I uh, got home late. And so I got home later than I usually do. All right. That's cool. I'm not cutting you off. We just have to – We. I don't want to forget my Go. take. Go. <laughs> Go with your hot take. The Pac-12 is fraudulent. Everybody talks like the Pac-12 is the best, best conference in the um, NCAA. It is fraudulent. You have Washington, which has an offense that has a chance to be pretty good. Defensive, we have questions about it. Uh, Oregon got beat by that Washington team. Oregon State got boat raced by Washington State, who got then got boat raced by Arizona, who got beat by Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. um, Colorado is – all of this narrative got started because of Colorado beating TCU. TCU is crap. All of these teams that we thought are good are actually what we thought they were in the preseason. It just happened to work out that way, and the SEC lost some head-to-head -head games. LSU beat um, – lost, lost to Florida State. Mm -hmm. um, those type games and that narrative got built up. And now everybody talks about how big the PAC 12 is the PAC 12 Oregon state jumped Ole Miss this week. Who is everybody, Ole Steve, the media, the media is everybody <laughs> because they're the ones carrying this na narrative. Where? Well, I'm about to tell you. Oregon State jumped Ole Miss in the poll this week, in the AP poll. Why? Because the Pac-12 is the superior conference to the SEC. The Ole Miss loss is to Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Lord knows that's never happened before. <laughs> um, Ole Miss has two ranked wins, including mm -hmm. one of them on the road. Oregon State has two ranked wins because they just beat UCLA and they didn't fall out of the poll. But their loss is to Washington State that just got 44-6 beat down mm -hmm. by Arizona. And Oregon State jumped up four spots in the poll because of the narrative that the Pac-12 is the superior conference in football this year. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the SEC has always been a little bit um, cannibalistic as far mm -hmm. as as far as beating up on each other. I I wouldn't put too much stock into this whole. I think Oregon State will fall out. I think the I think the proof will be in the pudding in the long run. Um, Alabama yeah. keeps winning and does not move up. Yeah, we're still. Everybody 11. else moves up three things. Alabama. This is Alabama we're talking about. Wins a game, does not move up. I think they are setting it up 
to where the narrative is out there to where the SEC misses the playoff. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, Georgia is just on the – Georgia's just trying to lose a game. Well, without Brock Bowers, they might now. Yeah, especially yeah, that, that three-game stretch has turned real in a hurry. Yeah, because Missouri is actually good. Uh, Florida turned real in a hurry. I mean – Yeah, the, the, the four-game mm-hmm. stretch. Yeah, that's yeah. – yeah, it's not a and Georgia Tech just became not easy, mm-hmm. unless we get Brock Bowers back for that one. But like the rest of the season, we're going to go limping into the SEC championship. Hopefully, we get everybody back by then. Hopefully, we make it to that point. But um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a rough road there. And I, I think if here here's what I see happening, Steve. Um, and this is gonna this is gonna suck for the SEC, but. Like I, I, I have a hard time seeing Michigan lose. I think they're going to boat race Ohio State, and mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not sure that yeah. Penn State has enough in the tank to to beat Michigan. So I think Michigan will eventually be the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Florida State will win out because they just don't play anybody. Yep. Um, I think Oklahoma will win out because mm-hmm. the Big Twelve is not as great as everybody thought they were, and I think there's a good chance Washington could win out. So you got four undefeated teams right there. And they're counting on the fact that somebody is going to get Georgia. And I, you know, I I have a sneaky feeling that, uh, well, Tennessee on the road is never an easy game. Uh, The Ole Miss game, it's going to be one of those. It's turned into a sandwich game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss is going to be, Ole Miss, because of where they are in the schedule, could be that game. From your lips to God's ear, it's 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 it, that would probably be that game. Now, now, Kirby, I hope you're hearing me. That that's going to be the game, so that you shut, you know, you make sure that you know you get the guys up for that game. But I, I've already talk- said on I've already said on my podcast, and I I am dead serious about this. If Ole Miss went twelve and one, won the rest of their games out, Alabama, let's say, dropped the game against LSU, Ole Miss made it to the SEC championship game. All of this, whatever has to happen. If Ole Miss went twelve and one, the best Ole Miss can hope for is fifth. Without yeah. some of the key losses, that mm. might be true. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's left on. I just don't think Michigan's gonna lose. But we got to hope that one of these Big Twelve teams jumps up and, and nabs and picks off Oklahoma. Um, out of out of the picture. Um, Florida State's not going to lose. If they lose, then they shouldn't be in it in the first place. Some, I think somebody needs to pick off Texas, and then in the Big Twelve Championship game, Texas needs to take out Oklahoma. That's very possible. Um, Florida State's got Duke this weekend, so that's that game is not easy. Have they taken a modium? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get judged by Becky on that one. <laughs> I just I just picked up on your reference. I was like, oh oh, oh yeah. Uh, Hopefully they're not farting too much. Yeah. Oh, like God. Texas A and M. Yeah. We, we covered that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting yeah. take. I yeah, that was uh yeah, Jimbo. It's it, yeah, people didn't I guess people didn't want to believe that Jimbo was and I know Steve, you were drinking the Kool Aid because you you had to and needed them to beat Bama. But 
Yeah, now yeah. I just need them to be average. They can lose every freaking game. Now I'm rooting for the circus. Yeah, now it's Texas four and eight. Yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I love Texas four and eight. Yeah, they're they're hustling million backwards. dollar contract, ten wins in two years. Mm-hmm. And his buyout, his buyout really bottoms out at sixty four million next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Maybe, hey, if they, if they wanted to, if they really wanted to do this, and, and the, Texas A&M could probably get Kevin someone in the cut rate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be a great hire. Maybe Dennis mm-hmm. Franchoni, possibly. That's another good one. Mm-hmm. I, I I know somebody who's probably about to be available. Mike Sherman. And they don't have to buy him out. Uh, Butch Jones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he can, they can have build him. them up brick by brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually actually um billy napier they just need to go get him and bring him there so they can bring the game changer coordinator because oh, wow. A&M, all of that stuff would make sense yeah the game changer <laughs> coordinator. oh god like oh, i forgot they had that position mm-hmm. just call it just call it special teams okay like just be normal <laughs> Or do like Lane Kiffin, ignore it. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a good strategy. Yeah. You kick it through the end zone on kickoffs. So we don't necessarily need special teams. The irony is we have probably one of the best kickers in the SEC. Yeah. Just never use him. Yeah, just never use him. The guy made a 56 or 57-yard field goal against Tulane. Uh, that is Lane impressive. Kip- they could, no. no, speaking of not using kickers, they could hire the dude that uh, doesn't punt. Yeah, that, that guy got hired by Presbyterian and lasted one year because mm-hmm. he was getting like eighty to nothing. Yeah, he was he tried a, that crap. Yeah, he was such a disaster. Yeah, hey, I remember that. <laughs> speaking of punts, did y'all see last week that Vandy's punter has had over eleven thousand yardage and <laughs> punts? That's the most Vandy stat ever. Yeah, he's gotten plenty yeah. of he's gotten plenty of work. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. Uh, who's like that record? <laughs> yeah, it that is. Matt that Matt Mitchell that does the roll call around the SEC um, every week. He did the whole thing talking about Brock Bauer's uh, ankle, and the Georgia fan was like, "Just, just how about an ankle transplant?" And the Vandy yeah. guys like, "You can't do that." And he's <laughs> like, "You're just saying that because of some reason." No, he's like, "No, I'm saying that because I'm Vandy." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that good medical program, but that's about it. Hey, In baseball. I am a huge <laughs> fan of Vanderbilt Medical. Mm-hmm. I I spent the whole month of August in 2019 mm-hmm. in Vandy's Neuro ICU. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Now, if they if Vandy could possibles. handle there you go. Mm-hmm. If Vandy could handle uh pediatric um autism patients a little bit better, that would be that would be wonderful. Mm. I just know uh, that they um, apparently do um valet parking. Uh, well they do, that, do that. Yeah. They they do that centennial too. That's that's I think that's a common thing in hospitals. Yeah, yeah, it is. But um my wife talked about it quite a bit whenever that was going on. So I think for pediatrics in Nashville, don't you go in St. Thomas? Uh, we go to kind of... we go to Centennial for our all our pediatric neurology. 
Well, not to get too crazy on medical, but that's who did all my heart stuff. So with Centennial, yeah. I like yeah. they're fine. Welcome to Nashville Hospitals After Dark. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've tried all the hospitals. We know them all. We did we did St. Thomas for for birth, uh, Vandy, yeah. and Centennial for epilepsy. So oh okay. Now I do Tampa General Hospital yeah. for neurosurgery. I just do General Hospital on TV. Oh. Yeah, and go. and we're doing all the UABs for uh, for Cassie's pregnancy. So, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. So it's it's hospitals around the southeast. Right. Yeah. 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 After yeah. dark. After after dark. Yeah. Oh, um, Corey, do you want to give us the bet online read? I did not do that at the beginning. Oh yeah. So, um, in case you missed it, we are also presented by BetOnline.ag. It's your number one source for all your sports wagering needs. If you want to bet it, they have it. Uh, no problem. The NHL just got just got kicked off. Uh, MLB playoffs are in full swing. Unfortunately, the Braves are not still in it. Um, Red October. It, Red October. Uh, NFL and uh, college football are also in full swing, so you can get plenty of action there. Just head to betonline.ag and enter the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V, believe, to get your first – or to get a welcome bonus of 50% on your first deposit. Mm-hmm. So betonline.ag is where the game starts. And Definitely they will starts be, there. It starts there. Um, I almost – so thanks to uh, thanks to uh, Syracuse and FSU, I, uh, I missed my parlay. Parlay I played. I took three overs, and I should have. I thought about because I took I took Georgia Vandy on the over, took Bama Arkansas on the over, and I took Syracuse and FSU on the over. What I should have done was played the Michigan game as the third game, and either taken the over or the taking under. Michigan oh. or taking Michigan minus thirty three, and I would have hit on either one of those. Mm-hmm. And yep. I would have hit my parlay for $110. Actually, it, it, we need to be real about something because we're going in, we're about halfway through the show, so it's about time for picks. 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 Uh, we need to comment, by the way, and I, I think the shout-out needs to be done because, well, Becky went undefeated last week on picks. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Damn. Yeah. That's impressive. It, it, Went undefeated. I mean, even got like picked like Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. None of us had to go pick Vanderbilt. Oh. I mean, and Vanderbilt, and really? Ugh. Is uh, yeah, picked Vanderbilt and got that one right. It, I think Becky described it as Lane Kiffin going for it on fourth down. Is, <laughs> Wait, her no, strategy. Sh- no, she did not. What, what did Washington win by? It was a push. Uh, that was a push. It was a push. Mm-hmm. They won by three. Check yourself, Corey. Don't try to take this from me. Six zero and one. There you go. It was a sea of green. That's all anybody needs to know. <laughs> the green wave. So I went two and I went two and four, so I can't really say much. Yeah, you ain't got no room to talk. You're still in last yeah. place, big boy. Yeah, yeah you, if you're not careful, you're like in the like South Carolina. Realm, yeah, no, because I'm 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 getting down there. Arkansas, like Arkansas, and Auburn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm I mean, hustling I mean, backwards. 
Yeah, Becky uh, Becky was in dead last place to the point where I was making fun of her like mm-hmm. three weeks ago, and now she's leading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She took that as motivation, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was that, rat poison. Slide rat poison. Yeah, yeah, rat poison. Yeah. Yeah. Yummy rat poison. Yeah. Be- <laughs> Becky is that horse at the horse track where you bet on the horse, and it's in like last by 10 miles, and you're trying to figure out how fast you can take it to the glue factory. And then, um, and then it all of a sudden wins. Rich yeah. strikes. That's what Rich Strike did a few years ago. Yeah. Yep. I feel very conflicted Break by slate. that, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> We're not selling you to the glue factory. You're welcome. No. We're no. telling you, you make you yeah. make really good late runs. Becky. You're confused <laughs> why I'm not being sold at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not confused. I, I'm I'm saying that's that's your trend. You 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 start at the back and then you surge ahead. I just wanted y'all to feel like big, strong, smart men for just a few weeks into the season before I dominated you. I mean, thank you. So you're thank welcome. You was last year's champion. I feel like yeah. halfway through the season, we're, we're about to mm-hmm. repeat co-champion. I mean, this I think it was like this last year too. Like Becky was yeah. just kind of hanging back, let she, all of us get I, tired, and then boom, she gets. I, I, th- mm-hmm. I think the problem is this is the this is the problem. Becky sucks at picking non-conference games. So when all the non-conference games are going up, we get a little pad over. But once the conference games start and oh, each game's made much more, she just puts a couple of these six and no weeks together, and we're just like, what is going on? I went two <laughs> and five. How is yeah. she going seven and oh? <laughs> yeah. She picked Vanderbilt. And covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks. George. Michael Speck said, "Who's escorting Hugh to the game this weekend?" Um, uh, probably Diamond. Chip, yeah, Diamond Cherry, Cinnamon, Cinnamon. Ooh, Cinnamon. That's a good one. Sasha. No. Yeah. Not Sasha. Don't ever. What is it? Don't don't ever date a woman named after a spice or a city, <laughs> or a sports car, or a mm. sports car. Yeah, never, never played cards against somebody named after a state. Anyway, kid Cincinnati, yeah, the Minneapolis kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Like Forrest Gump, Dallas, he was from Ohio, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Texas. Why do I know where Texas was from? (laughs) Anyway, so that gag gag is never not funny, It, it just is. All right, so let's get in the picks this week. Picks. Right, picks. Corey needs to make his picks first. Right. I'm just gonna. Yeah. I. You know how I go. Mm. I was. I was so enamored by the six and zero record here. Okay. Give me one second, Steve. Go get, hit. Hit us with the ad read real quick. All right. So we need to let you know that today's picks are brought to you by Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles. It's time to get locked on those pickles. Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles, that is, offering a variety of Cajun spice products like pickles, green beans, okra, and even carrots and asparagus. This is a family-owned company, homemade on the coast of Mississippi. Their dill pickles have been pleasing pickle lovers for over 20 years now, and it's become the South's favorite pickle. These are truly the best pickles you'll ever have. It's a strong dill flavor with a Cajun punch. Mm and you'll never have an overly sour taste. This being a small business, they strive to keep the produce fresh and local from the start. 
keeping the final pickle product extra crisp and crunchy. Don't forget to refrigerate. Yeah, you can find these pickled products online at thepickledstore.com or at your local Rouse's Market or other southern stores around you along the um, the Gulf Coast area. Be sure to like Starrett's Cajun Dill Pickle Products on Facebook and Instagram. Try these pickles, okra, and beans today. You will not be disappointed. Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles, the South's favorite pickles. And everybody, it's time for our pickle picks. Yes. Pickle picks. And before, I, I had a pickle and some green beans for supper tonight out of Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles. So there you Atta go. Boy. All right. Yeah. As always, you know the rules to the picks. Uh, if you play are, along in the chat, play along mm-hmm. in the chat and uh, give us your selections and surely you'll do better than me. All right. Um, and Jake, look for us a bonus game. Okay. All right. We'll do. All right. Here we go. Our first game of the weekend. I'll uh, I'll go first and get the heck out of the way so that the, the real pickers can pick. Um, <laughs> we have Mississippi State traveling to Arkansas. Arkansas is six-point favorites against the Bulldogs, probably the only game that they're going to have a spread this big for the rest of the year. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Arkansas. They have shown me a great deal of being able to hang with teams uh, and punch above their weight. They finally get a they finally get a team that's on their level or maybe even slightly below, depending on how you look at it. So I'm going to take Arkansas, and I think KJ Jefferson KJ Jefferson is going to take this game so steve i'm gonna go to you um it's a situation where you have a will rogers probably less than 100 percent a mississippi state offense that's not been particularly good uh, mississippi state defense has given up 90 percent completion percentage to the opponents i mean it's like video game type stuff so give me the arkansas razorbacks pick suey jeb yeah, I don't have much to add to that. Mississippi State is just having a, a, a rough, rough year. And Arkansas, they're, they're not good, but they, like you said, they're playing well. They're just not winning. I think this is a game they win. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm taking them to cover that. Jake. Yeah, the dynamic duo here is taking Arkansas. Uh, as everybody mentioned, Arkansas is not a bad team. I mean, they've had fourth quarter leads. They just can't finish games. That's their issue. But, I guess Mississippi State, I don't think they're going to have any issues. Mississippi State's just horrible right now. And uh, so give me uh, Arkansas to cover this easily. And Champ? You guys are all right. Arkansas did us proud last week. I was proud of them. They really tried. And Mississippi State (laughs) is gloriously terrible. So this should be fun to watch. Arkansas is going to dominate. I don't think it's going to be fun to watch, but it'll be fun to It'll be fun to put this in green on our pick sheet. How about that? <laughs> Wrong kid, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. South Carolina travels to Faroe Field in Columbia, Missouri. Missouri is seven-point favorites at home against against a coach that's probably going to be on crutches or a walking boot because he broke his foot mm-hmm. getting, getting mad and throwing a tantrum. That is Shane mm-hmm. Beamer. Uh, the team that can't finish <laughs> in the second half uh, I'm taking Mizzou here because not only are they good and they have some weapons and a superstar weapon in Luther Burden, but you couple that with the fact that South Carolina just goes completely soft and uh, non-existent in the second half. Uh, I think that's a recipe for disaster for the Gamecocks, especially on the road for row field um, can be 
a pretty tough place to play when they're up. But when they're not up, it's a very easy place to play. So there's no like in between. It's either really easy or like extremely difficult. And so I, I think it's going to be more on the difficult end for South Carolina. Give me Mizzou. Um, I think Mizzou is close to Georgia. They're the team that have probably the best chance to get Georgia, believe it or not. But the game's in Athens. Um, I, I think Mizzou is going to continue to build their resume as we start getting into their more difficult games like Georgia. And I think they play Florida and they, they play Tennessee. Yeah. Um, one, those go on. Those are going to be where the rubber meets the road a little bit. But I think the Missouri Tigers are going to take care of South Carolina because South Carolina is honestly just not good. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. My only pause here is I feel like South Carolina is due like one good game. They're going to have one of those that we didn't see coming. I just, I just can't pick them for for it to be this week. I, Missouri is just playing so much better than I thought they would. I'm, I'm taking them to cover this week. Yeah, we're we're picking Missouri as well. Missouri kind of slit walked through that first quarter. Then the second through the fourth, they just lit Kentucky out last week. Uh, Kentucky had no answers for them. And uh, so Missouri is looking like a real real deal right now. So uh, give me Missouri to, to keep playing hot and uh, set up a big matchup in a few weeks with uh, Georgia. I feel like this one's going to be one of those, like back in school where you answer a question on the test and then you go back and you – second guess yourself so you change it i initially picked south carolina and then i went back and changed it to missouri i'm gonna keep it missouri but i kind of think south carolina is gonna straight up win this game uh, you can't triple stamp a double stamp eh, i'm picking missouri i'm sticking with that pick but i think south carolina is gonna surprise everybody this weekend i'm telling you they're gonna have one of those games at some point it just they they did that against mississippi state that was that game Oh, no, yeah. it was Mississippi State. You can't, <laughs> you can't say that. Yeah, but they put up forty-five points or something like that. And you just kind of put Missouri in the same category as Georgia, which makes me more want to go back and change my pick to South Carolina. Do it. Uh, Do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with, I'm gonna stick with Missouri, but no, we'll let you triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right. You want to hear the we most annoying sound in the world? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, we got a couple bonus games if you guys will go to your pick sheets. Um, we had two really, really good games. Um, okay, so here's an interesting non-conference game. So, Becky probably won't go undefeated in this one. But, um, you know, because we, we said that uh, she doesn't pick non-conference games very well. They're playing uh, unless they're pushes like last week's was, and she's, yeah. she's undefeated still. True. All right, so the Army. Only chance is um, Ohio State and Penn State. Mm-hmm. Because the, yeah, the other one's 14 and a half points. It can't be a push. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, Army travels to LSU. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha, hoo-ha. Army is 30-point uh, favorites. Now, I, 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 I think Army will score 10 points. I don't know that LSU can score above 40 because Army's going to hold on to the ball. I don't think they're going to have time with the new clock rules and the way Army operates. I don't know that LSU is going to have time to beat them by 30. So I'm, I'm going to take Army to cover. Um, in this game, if LSU wants to cover, they cover. This is um, I do recommend that everybody go look on Twitter at the way LSU painted their field for this game. They actually did camouflage end zones. which yeah. actually, it, It's the old style camouflage, like, 
1985 camouflage. Uh, ch check that out. Um, All right, looks like. But, but um, if LSU wants to cover this game, they're going to cover this game. Okay. So give me LSU. Yeah, and that's that's I hear what you're saying. I know Army is is real bad about holding onto the ball for a long time and making it difficult to cover just because of the points. LSU offense has just been so explosive, and it's you know it's at their stadium at night. I just feel like they're going to get up for this game and just have a big game. So I'm taking LSU to cover on this one with reservations. But what are you going to do? Uh, we are a split in the household here. I'm taking Army. I'm kind of like with Corey. Uh, Army, where they operate on offense, they hold the ball a long time. Even with bad Army teams, you've seen them play some top-tier talent really, really hard, kind of like they did at Oklahoma a few years ago, took them to overtime. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to do take overtime to, to LSU this year, but I see them covering that 30-point spread. LSU, and, uh, of course, Cassie's taking LSU. Army keeps it within 17, so I'm picking wow. Army to cover the spread. Huh? Uh, I was going to say like 24, but 17. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say like they barely cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that one, I just, picked, I just pictured Becky with an envelope to her head. And was it Karnak on Johnny Carson from back in the day? <laughs> yeah. She's like 17 point win. Mm. What is LSU versus Army? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think oh. we're pretty, we should be pretty. Yeah. Hey. That is my mom. <laughs> By the way, hi, scared. mom. Hi, mom. Hey, scaring the living daylight out of me. Oh, wow. Hey, boys. Hello. Is she getting the pickle shine tonight? Yeah. <laughs> definitely got the pickle shine. Yeah. Oh. She didn't share either. No. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. But this is. That's cool. Hey, do you get this anywhere else? No. No. You do not. All right, so Ole Miss, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the Plains at Auburn. Uh, I like Ole Miss here. Uh, I, I think Auburn just has too many quarterback issues, too many just general issues. I know this is going to be pretty much their Super Bowl, and Lane Kiffin retweeted an article saying that he should be fired if he loses this game. Um, this is the Steve Willis Bowl here. And I mm -hmm. like Jackson Dart a lot. I like the weapons Ole Miss has, and I think they're going to be utilized against Auburn. So I'm taking Ole Miss. Okay, and I will say the same thing I've said on the radio all over Alabama this week. If Ole Miss plays its best and Auburn plays its best, Ole Miss will win this game by 28 points. <laughs> Ole Miss has a better football team than the Auburn Tigers. But – I understand that weird stuff happens at Jordan-Hare Stadium. It's going to be imperative that Ole Miss doesn't turn the ball over. Hey, Lane Kiffin, don't go for it on fourth down. Just kick the ball. Make Auburn's offense provide the energy in that stadium, and you'll be taking a nap by halftime. But if mm -hmm. you let Auburn get in the game, it's going to be a dogfight. I do think Ole Miss is going to win this game and cover. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's – I don't think there's much doubt between most people that Ole Miss is the better team this year. The question is, in the past, when you come to play, when it comes to playing Auburn, man, things can get weird there. But I just, I just haven't seen it this year from Auburn. I'm sorry, this is not a very good team this year. I feel like Ole Miss is just much better. They're coached better. They're playing better. If they don't cover this one, I would be shocked. So I'm taking Ole Miss to cover. 
And I'm sorry, I've, I've been keeping up with the chat, and there's a battle between Army and Navy in the chat going on. So I was trying, you know, that's that's getting interesting. But uh, anyway, yeah, Becky's multitasking. <laughs> yeah, love it. So, so uh, yeah, um, I'm picking. Uh, Navy. We uh, we're picking um, picking Ole Miss here. Six and a half point spread. That sounds a little low, and just personally for me, I feel like yeah. Ole Miss should be at least a ten point favorite here. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm easily picking um, Ole Miss here. It does get a little weird down on the plains, but I think Ole Miss got a whole lot better team than Auburn does at this moment. This is my favorite comment, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he was in the Army, for, so it probably took him a while yeah, to maybe, work it out. Maybe stands oh, for never again volunteer yourself. <laughs> and nobody's well, in the comments arguing for Air Force because none of us were smart enough to get in the Air Force. And Marine st- and Marine stands for my ass rides and Navy equipment. Oh, <laughs> the best one though is at the Marines. That's a men's department of the Navy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this game oh, makes me nervous with Ole Miss v Auburn because this is one of those that you know Lane Kiffin mm-hmm. wants to not win but absolutely dominate and shove it down their throats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's going to make some questionable calls and poor decisions, I feel like. However, they're going to like pay off, and it's going to reinforce his I can make these crazy calls thing, and we are going to absolutely curb stomp Auburn this weekend. And um, before we move on to the next game, that this is a rumor. This is not fact. I'm not reporting it, but this is what has been going around. But the infamous John Sokoloff tweet that said Lane Kiffin was going to Auburn, the rumor is it was a plant from Hugh Freeze. So Mm. that week and everything that went on, Lane Kiffin might blame Hugh Freeze for that happening. Ole Miss's media has been locked out of practice this week. (laughs) Which could cause him to make some stupid calls. Lane gets emotional. He He, He does that. I think he absolutely does not believe in momentum, but that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> that is true. All right, speaking of a discussion for for a different day, uh, we're going to have this discussion right now. The third Saturday, third Saturday in October uh, puts Tennessee up against Alabama. Tennessee traveling a year after beating Alabama at home. They are now nine-and-a-half-point underdogs in Bryant-Denny Stadium. For me personally, I just think it's going to be a close game. I'm not real sure. I'm not real sure. I, I want to. I want to commit to a winner just yet, but I think it's going to be under nine and a half. Uh, so that that's going to give Tennessee the cover. So I think they're going to at least cover the spread. Uh, they have a chance to win outright. This game could get really tricky. This game could go about 500 million different directions at any given time. Uh, and for that reason, I always like to I always like to take the underdog and the and the and the and the points here. So I'm taking Tennessee. You know, um, I just realized something. I, I originally had Alabama selected in this game, and and I've been talking to people off air this whole time. It's like this game is going to be like the 2009 game with Mount Cody, and I thought about it, it's like, well, that game was like 13 to 12 or something like that. That is, that is not nine points. And I don't know if either offense is particularly good enough to have a spread like that. I think it, a 17 to 10 might be in our future. And even if Alabama wins that, Alabama's not going to cover. Uh, so I think Alabama wins but does not cover. All right. 
All right, I'm trying to keep this short. Look at objectively just the two teams. I think they are very evenly matched to the point where I feel like, yes, a close game is what you should expect. Knowing the two teams and just looking at them historically, especially in the last few years, I feel like there's only really one of two outcomes here. Either A, Tennessee squeaks out a win, which, of course, would cover, or B, Alabama has a comfortable win and covers fine. I don't really think that Tennessee is going to cover but not win. I don't think Alabama is going to have a real close win. I just don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be one or the other. And I think if I had to put money down on it, the money would be Alabama gets a comfortable win this year. I just don't think Tennessee has the team that they've had the last couple of years. And just Joe Milton, I just don't. You're don't not a Joe Milton saying. fan, are you? I'm not. I'm not. So that being said, I'm taking the Vols by three touchdowns. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. I just changed it. Vols. <laughs> okay, um, I, I mean, I, I'm I'll be I'll be on the boat by myself here. Cassie's going with me too. But here's the thing. All right, Jeb, not not you personally, but Tennessee fans have lost their ever loving freaking minds over one win in 16 years against Alabama. Jeb, so, he meant that so, person. No, no, I, no. I, <laughs> it's just the fact. Alabama has yet to play a perfect game. I'm not saying they're going to do it this week. But as we have said, I feel like a home game, you know, gives you at least a touchdown lead. And then all Alabama's got to do is kick a field goal to win outright and win cover as well. So I I could see Alabama score maybe 20, 24 points, and it'd be like 24-14 type game, and Alabama does cover. But uh, I do expect it to be a good game. Okay, I'm before just we move to Becky's, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Before we move to Becky's, I just got a, I got a comment on this comment. It comes to who makes the least mistakes. I don't know if y'all saw the Tennessee A&M game, but that was the most mistakes I've ever seen on a field by two teams. It was the most ridiculous thing. And good Lord, that hurt. I almost, I, I'm not sure how I survived that weekend. That, the was, reason that was terrible. I, the reason I put this up here is the Alabama fan probably doesn't realize it, but he's basically doing the number one axiom of, General Nalen's axiom of Tennessee football, the team that makes the least mistakes will win. And um, I, I, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. That, that's yeah. my buddy, Justin. He's, 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 his uh, Bama Networks, he's got a former Alabama player on there that, that does okay. co host with him. He's, he's a cool cat. So uh, thanks for coming on tonight, Justin. Well, you know, the team that scores the most points is going to win, right? <laughs> Yeah. Great, great analogy. Hey, don't mess with General Nalen's axioms now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ma- Ole Miss Ma- had David Cutcliffe maxims. Um, and yeah, hey, I had Charles Stackhouse. Um, um, I interviewed him tonight for tomorrow. Tomorrow night's on the show, and he talked about every every game before it started. Those maxims got read, and mm-hmm. he actually talked about the team that makes the least mistake, and all all of that. So it was fresh on my mind. So mm-hmm. there you go. All right, Becky, your turn. All right. Well, Jeb, you said Tennessee may squeak by and win. Is that what you said? Oh, yes. No, he's going to yeah. do it. Oh, Here it comes. Off the yeah. top rope. Here it Tennessee comes. Tennessee ain't squeaking by shit. They're slamming that door open and right oh, down Alabama's throat. Three touchdowns. Oh, okay. This is going to be where some people splash. start asking, is Saban losing his touch? Oh, and of no. course, Saban's not no. losing his touch. But Tennessee's going to make it look that way this weekend. I'm so sorry, Jay. Beck, I have to hey. disagree with you. Saban retires after this game. Oh, he ain't going to <laughs> Okay, just, just okay. Do- what I said earlier is about Jeb, too. <laughs> make, make sure you got enough pickle shine on hand, Jay. Happy get through 
Yeah. It happens so to he, us all, darling. So not only are we all. predicting a Tennessee uh, win, we're predicting him to pull, we're predicting Saban to pull a Spurrier. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. like Why? a regular football team. This oh guy. my I'm, God! I'm, I, y'all have hatred to Alabama since they beat y'all's teams, I guess. Becky and, and Steve, so that's that's the reason why I understand. I, I need Alabama so. to lose every game they play. It, hey, they I, have I to understand. start losing at some point. So, but what, but what if they don't? They're going to SEC yeah, championship again. Honestly, yeah. if that's, Ole Miss wins out, honestly, Ole Miss wins out, and Alabama wins out, and Alabama goes to the SEC championship game, probably puts Ole Miss in a better position to go to the playoff. Right, playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, we're putting the cart way ahead of the horse. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what I'll also say. In 1981 or 1982, Tennessee at home broke a m- m- over 10-year streak of losing to Alabama. They tore down the goalpost the whole nine yards. The next year, the game was played in Tuscaloosa. Tennessee won that game. Yeah. So does history that. repeat itself 40 years later? Who was the coach then? Um, I'm assuming it would be Bear Bryant as the Alabama mm-hmm. coach. Probably, that's probably uh, his and, last years. And Johnny Majors, ding, ding, ding. maybe, mm-hmm. um, at Tennessee. Saban's not, and Saban's not Still Paul Bear Bryant. He's not on his last year at leg. Yet. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> he's bought his Everybody knows home. Saban's he's a great already, small it, it, it is funny defense. to see Jake get defensive about Nick Saban whenever that comes up. It's so funny to see him <laughs> fresh on his face. Because <laughs> I'm the youngest, I understand. <laughs> Got to pick on a little bro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got thick uh, skin. All right, all right. Yeah. I'll try to have thick skin next week. We'll see. I, I would too, because this is gonna be a fun game. I'm just excited for it. Because honestly, guys, we don't know how the schedule is going to lay out after this season. So this potentially could be the last time we play the third Saturday in October every year. It could be My, every other year. You, you want to see me come on TV? And melt down. I know. <laughs> let that game go away. Let Ole Miss yeah. LSU go away. Right. Let those games go away. Watch me melt. Right. Because I don't give a crap about watching Ole Miss in Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool they're in the conference, but not at the expense of LSU. Right. There's too much water that's from th- flown under that bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And if they're I getting rid of. Oh, it was Ray Perkins getting rid of George the standard. We made the Ray Perkins comment earlier. There we go. Uh, that's the reason why. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it was Johnny Majors for Tennessee. You're right about mm-hmm. that. I was I was right church wrong pew. I mean, yeah. that's not bad to be at Tennessee and Alabama in knowledge. Yeah, that's true. Now, I, yeah, I can tell you who the Ole Miss coach was then, and I can tell you they weren't winning. <laughs> I can oh, tell man. you they lost to Alabama in 82, 59 to 35 in an era that 17 to 13 was the predominant sport score in the SEC. Boy, you talk about no off, no defenses. Thing. Oh yeah. Oh my <laughs> goodness. The defense was at, it's like they didn't even know. 17 to 13 man shootout. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our bonus game, shall we? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Two, two college, two universities that have no helmet decal. Yes. One of yeah. six in college football. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all they have is a stripe mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. three stripes. Uh, but Penn State, the Nittany Lions, travel to the shoe to take on Ohio State. Ohio State's five point favorites at home. This is a this is going to have a huge Big Ten implications and huge ramifications in playoff standings as well. This is the first major clash in the Big Ten. 
I'm going Penn State here. Um, I, I think Penn State has a knack for playing Ohio State tough. Ohio State doesn't quite have the star power, even though they've been running up the score on teams. I, I think the one test, the one true test that they've had, which was against Notre Dame, they didn't exactly light the world on fire. So when you get an actual defense that's flying at you like Penn State does, and Penn State I think has the best defense in in the conference, uh, and they and they especially get after the passer very very well, and I I like the Nittany Lions here not only to cover but I think they're going to win outright. Penn State is going to beat Ohio State, lose to Michigan, and Ohio State's going to beat Michigan. And you're going to have three one-loss teams in the Big Ten, and everybody's going to be trying to figure out, well, who goes to the playoffs, and even if they have one. That's my prediction. Give me the Nittany Lions straight up against Ohio State. Oh. Well, I will say that I'm rooting for Penn State in this one, but I just I, I just can't count Ohio State out. I'm sorry. I feel like Ohio mm-hmm. State's going to end up winning this game. I know they're not going to look as good as they have been this season because you're right. They've not been playing near this level of talent. So it's going to be a rough game, but I feel like they're going to win by just six or seven points, just enough to cover. So I'm thinking Ohio State. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm picking Penn State. Cassidy is picking Ohio State. The reason I'm picking Penn State, Ohio State starts out very slow against some awful teams. They can't start out slow against Penn State or they're going to be, you know, trying to play catch up all game. They got a good offense to do it. I'm just not really sold on their quarterback. I just don't know if he can lead a charge late in the game if he needs to. And if it does come down to a goal line stand, I guarantee Penn State will have 11 players out, out there for the final two plays instead of, you know, 10 like Notre Dame did in their game. So, yeah, give me Penn sure. State to win outright. I'm a little bit irritated. I have to pick either one to win. But um, I guess I'll go with my girl Cassidy and go with Ohio State. Uh, no reason other than I don't like either of them. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, then. All right. <laughs> You know, they don't call you the best in the business for nothing. Dynamite drop in, Monty. Hello. <laughs> All right. Uh, that broadcasting first... school is really paying off. <laughs> that was such a good movie. All right, yeah. go. Such a great movie. Oh, yeah. All right. Ball All right. eight. Oh. Ball 12. How is he laying off pitches so close? So, FSU uh, travels to. Wallace Wade Stadium. They're 14 and a half point favorites on the road against a very, very good Duke team that um, took Notre Dame to the wire, probably should have won. They made some mistakes, some crucial mistakes, especially down the stretch in that one against Notre Dame to seal seal their fate. Um, took Clemson to the woodshed, has been really good under Mike Elko. Um, and I hope to whoever above – that Mike Elko decides not to go to Texas A&M because I think they're going to come after him and stay at Duke. But Duke is a very, very tough team. Um, I'm taking Duke here to to just cover. Uh, they may, they could very well win outright. They have as good of a chance as anybody on Florida State's schedule. Uh, Riley Leonard is one of my favorite quarterbacks. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the country, I think. And I, I believe that they – that they at the very least cover, they could outright win, but I, I think Florida State may may get a close win, but I certainly don't think it's going to be by more than 14 and a half. Yeah, I think I'm going to drop a Duke and gross. 
<laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't think you have to worry about um, Mike Elko going to play Texas by A&M because he can go eight and four at Duke. Yeah. I, I've got to catch up in some of these uh, pollings here. I'm, I'm kind of falling behind um, Jake and Steve and now Becky apparently. So I'm taking FSU just to have a, a different pick here. I like FSU. I think they're a really good team this year. I think they're better than Duke, and I think they're going to win. 14 and a half points at Duke? Probably not. I wouldn't put money on that. But I'm still taking FSU just because I want to uh, I want to win this week. Or just <laughs> fall farther behind and be done with it. Whatever. Figure it out one way or the other. <laughs> well, Jeb, I, I was I will say that you're still ahead of Corey, so that, that's something to say. So well that's true. That's not yeah. saying much. Not really much of an accomplishment <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Um, again, the household is split here. We are I'm picking Duke. Cassie's going with Florida State. I think Duke, they're playing really well. Ryan Leonard is could come back in this game, but even without him, like Corey mentioned, they, they play really physical, you know, ball. And and I think that they can get after Travis Hunter. I still think Florida State wins, but I do think it'd be like a 10-point game and Duke covers. It's not Travis Hunter. He's at Colorado. Well, it's whatever. It's, and Riley Leonard sounds yeah. like the guy that was like the sidekick on National Treasure. It's <laughs> what is it? What is it? Riley Travis? What's his name? I don't remember. Over there. Riley Leonard? Know, but... No, Riley Travis? Hunter, Hunter Travis. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. There you go. <laughs> Taylor he's, only a, he's only he's a Heisman candidate, Jake. <laughs> uh, obviously, the only, one, the only one that, that I hear about is Kevin Williams. So. No, Michael Penix. And yeah, Sanders. According to according yeah. to uh according to Desmond Howard, they had that big Penix energy. <laughs> Penix. No, that, that sounds so wrong. Desmond right. Howard picked the um, Texas A&M to go to the playoffs last year. That is true. Yeah, Sorry, Marcy, we didn't mean to I, cut you off. I, yeah, Becky, <laughs> go with your pick. Uh, no, I, I've got nothing. Listening to Corey run through it, though. <laughs> Duke deserves this one, so I'm going to go with Duke. I think they, uh, I think they might even win, and that'd be kind mm-hmm. of fun to watch. That would be. Coach K. See my 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 high school that I'm just like two blocks from. That's where I graduated from. Are the Blue Devils? So I love Duke Blue Devils. Winter Haven is the Blue Devils. Yeah, that's true. Huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You think so, Duke basketball hates that Duke football is getting getting pretty good? Are <laughs> getting better? That's, like Probably. it's like Kentucky football and Kentucky <laughs> yeah. or Kansas football. I uh, think they hate it. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky, I think, Kentucky's football is kind of. I mean, basketball's kind of kind of come down a little bit the last couple of years. I, I That's think what happens to dynasties, Jake. They fall. <laughs> no, I'm not saying Alabama's falling yet. <laughs> oh, nobody's saying yet. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, you I, Becky, a, you know me. I'm I know it. You. I know it. You know it's coming. I know it's coming. Gotta have a I, but, mindset, but I I can handle a nine and three season unlike the rest of Alabama fans. I, I can think handle that's what's handle a seven off is that you're very Can you handle a Mike Shula? Uh, my God, Mike Shula! <laughs> the last year three and nine was pathetic. I actually went to the game that we lost in Northern Illinois with him. I, I was Ooh. at that game. That was terrible. Ouch! One of those you just feel like is a safe game. Yeah, I put a bag over my head going to the car. I was so mad. Oh, <laughs> it all worked out in the end. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, well. 
Matt Luke for y'all, Steve. <laughs> oh, Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say, I like Matt Luke. And, 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 and until you've been in, leading in the fourth quarter up 34 31 with Northwestern State. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Or how about uh, how about Kirby's first year beating um, Nickel State by two points? Yeah. Like 24 22. I remember that. Uh, a win's a win's a win. Come and on. Nickel, Nickel yeah. State, I think, was last in the FCS that year. But it all worked out in the end for y'all, Corey. It's all that matters. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. So. I, I think I think Kirby's gonna be okay. <laughs> I think he's yeah. gonna be okay. <laughs> I mean, Saban's first year he went seven to six, so and lost to ULM. Yeah, right. it's yeah. still funny to look back and be like, How the hell do we lose that game? Mm-hmm. Or almost lose that game, I should say. We didn't lose that Heck, game. Hugh Freeze had Kirby Smart in his first year at Georgia just about ready to quit. It was like 42 to nothing in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Huck's first birthday party. We had like my entire family over here, like extended family. Like we had like sixty people at my house, and we had that game on, and people kept asking, Humble "What's going on with Georgia?" I, Justin, I don't remember how old you are, but but I remember those years too. I was a young kid during those times, but I, I do remember those. I remember Alabama losing to a three-one Ole Miss team on the dedication of the Bear Bryant Museum and Alabama having zero passing yards with Bill Curry. Yeah. Steve remembers Alabama starting a football team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that Rose Bowl at night. Steve remembers when Alabama become a state. Steve Steve was actually the manager for the Swanee team that went on the six-day barnstorming tour. I feel like I need to say stop, y'all. I'm not going to, but I feel right. like I should. Yeah. Remember, you're married to me. Yeah. You have to live with me. We don't. Becky's Becky. like, talk and not talk for hours. <laughs> Becky, I've been hitting with these jokes no since peace. 2008, so we're good. Year before I graduated, 2008. Shut your oh, mouth. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> that Good God, are you able to drive yet? Yeah. Shut yeah. Up. yeah. Tell you me, enough to drink your moonshine? Yeah. <laughs> tell me three times to get my permit, three times to get my license. <laughs> Jesus, Jake. Yeah. I ran, I ran out in front of a car. I almost had a rag in my first Persistence. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm, cons- I'm consistent. Cross the board. All right. I'm not riding shotgun with Jake. <laughs> I am the safest driver in Alabama because I drive the speed limit. I don't I actually hope, drive five, Cassidy, five miles under the speed limit. I hope oh, my Cassidy goodness. Drives. You and Jeb. My goodness. Cassie better drive home from the hospital. <laughs> no. Jeb, dri- Jeb drives like he's worried about INS. I get pulled over for no reason. That's <laughs> It's a weird thing. <laughs> Jim gets pulled over at least three times a year. It's, it's weird. And he don't speed. Yeah. No, no. I don't quite stop at a stop sign completely, and I got cops chasing me down the road. You <laughs> turning in the middle of the yeah, road to come get spinning you. Spinning and chasing me down. <laughs> yeah, you You look up in the rear mirror and like, man, they've got a chase behind me somewhere. Why aren't they chasing? Oh, <laughs> wait. I don't oh, know what they think I am, but that's me. Yeah, <laughs> they probably the, think you're trying to bring toys to every kid. Don't <laughs> look like I'm smuggling drugs, but I don't understand it. But what you got in that beard, son? Cause <laughs> she's like, nobody looks that happy when they're driving. There's something wrong with that guy. It's looking a little white here lately, Jeff. 
<laughs> hey, those gray hairs deserve to be there. They've earned the right to exist. Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. I mean, his oh. his his prison bids have, have really grayed him up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Corey. Get us out of here. Uh, Two minutes. Two minutes. Right, you two got minutes, the clock. Here we go. And <laughs> go. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our picks presented by Stewart's Cage Dill Pickles and betonline.ag. We thank you for participating in our pick segment. We're also the entire show is also presented by Dead Soxie. They're our main presenting sponsor and the presenting sponsor of this station. All right. Stephen Willis, you can catch him each and every day on Lockdown Ole Miss. You can catch me, Believe in Georgia Dogs and Illegal Motion. You can catch Jake at Tide Talk Live at Biscuits with Alabama Football and all kind of shows now. You can catch Jeb eventually on the airwaves. You can catch the four of us on After Dark Commentary and Reactions. We're going to start right. in the offseason doing some uh, show reviews as well. We have a 1923 Season 1 review uh, if you want to check that out. And uh, like I said, we thank – the voice of God, who has now surged ahead into first place for being our producer extraordinaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We congrat. We uh, we also thank our associate producer Cassidy Thomas and mm-hmm. uh, and the young Thomas that is that is growing inside of her tummy. So, mm-hmm. but we are the SEC After Dark podcast on the on the After Dark Network and in conjunction with the Believe Network. And uh, we thank you for listening. We thank you for watching. We hope you find us. Tell a friend. Come back and see us. But until until then, and until next time, go dogs. Hotty toddy. Go Vols. Roll Tide. Hmm. Next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.